Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA kit by Endocana Health. If you take pride in your canna nerdiness or are just canna curious, this kit empowers you to find more about the best cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, and Endo Align products matching in your state. There will also be suggested dosage guidelines and optimum methods for inhalation or usage. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a buy one, get one offer on their Afika Soft Gel lineup. And since I know that many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afika Unwind, created to support health sleep cycles using patented proprietary formulations of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are in your future. Buy one for yourself and get one for a friend at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at the checkout for 25% off your DNA test kit. Hi, this is David Yaz at the Boston Podcast Network, hoping you are staying safe and healthy during this period of precaution over the coronavirus. It's difficult to connect with your clients and contacts in a period such as this, but here we continue to produce podcasts that allow you to connect with the people that you want to reach. You've got a rapt audience like never before. People are home, they're listening, and they're waiting to hear from you. We can create a professional podcast with a quick turnaround and do the whole thing remotely so you don't have to leave your home. Get in touch with us at pod617.com. This is the Canna Mom Show with Joyce and Amy, the podcast where we are telling the inspiring stories of the real women in the emerging cannabis industry. I'm Joyce Gerber, a mom, lawyer, and political activist, and I've been speaking with women from coast to coast who are leaders in the revolution of cannabis and caregiving. And along with my Canna sister, realtor, cancer survivor, and mom, Amy Searles. Good morning. Hey, Amy. Hey. Good morning. We're on a mission to empower women-centric cannabis businesses by sharing their stories with you. So I just want to welcome everybody today for sharing some time with us. I know everybody's very busy. Um, I'm going to introduce our guest. She's pretty amazing. She's awake early out in the West Coast. I'm going to do a little check-in with my people, and then we're going to talk, okay? So let's talk about today's guest. Today's guest was introduced to me by her sister, Catherine, who discovered the Cannabom Show podcast. And then Catherine reached out to me because she thought her sister would make a great guest. And I think she's right. So thank you. Her sister has been working in California cannabis industry since 2015 when she ran a design studio for our cannabis companies, many of them family-run with women leading the way. She's now starting her own cannabis business with her husband, and she is the CEO her business is called Fog and Tree, and they create all-natural, experiential products infused with the beneficial cannabis essential oils. Cannabis plants, unlike other essential oils of other flora, have over 140 unique terpenes that vary with strains, which makes cannabis essential oils perfect for creating experiences that heighten aromatherapy experiences. And today's guest started her cannabis packaging as a cannabis packaging designer, so her products not only smell great, 
but they look beautiful too. She's a proud cannabis entrepreneur who was selected from over 300 applicants to be one of the 10 finalists enrolled in the accelerator program for cannabis, ancillary, and CBD businesses. And she was supposed to appear on the Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch Show this spring, and we'll find out what's going on with that. Today, we are looking forward to talking terpenes, raising capital as a woman, California cannabis, and canna-friendly mummy groups with my guest, all the way from California, Liz Cost of Fog and Tree. Welcome, Liz. Thank you so much for having me, um, Amy and Joyce. It's, it's wonderful to speak with you again. Um, the last time we spoke, it was pre-pandemic, so yes. <laughs> so let's just do a quick check-in. I know you're out in California. You're home with your kids, your family. What's going on with you, just sort of uh, overall? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like all working parents, uh, I am home with my family, which is you know an amazing experience in and of itself. Um, we are we are working away uh we our accelerator program did end a little bit early and we headed back to california while we still could and so we're um staying at home and uh trying to get the word out about our product bargain tree okay and dave amy how are you guys doing today oh i'm doing good thanks i'm getting used to the new normal of you know masks and gloves and not sharing joints with people. <laughs> I miss I miss that. I miss sharing a joint, but that's not going to happen for a while. It's like keep and your I did, yourself, you know. And I did give her a mask yesterday, so we know yeah, we're Thank doing you. It. And Dave, how's that? How's things there over in Sharon? Oh, not too bad. I got the home podcast studio set up here. Uh, I've got coffee. I got booze. What else do I need? Yeah, ready. All right. So let's talk about Liz. Okay. Liz, I know a lot has changed. I know there are some big things in 2015 that brought you into the cannabis industry from packaging. Do you want to start right there? That's a good place. Yeah, sure. So we started a design studio in 2015 uh, that specialized in cannabis branding and packaging design. And um, by 2018, my husband and I had um, done almost a million in revenue and we were supporting some of the largest brands in California cannabis. So uh, that was right around the time the Hemp Farm Bill Act was signed. And we said, you know what, we've, we've launched brands for so many other people. Why wouldn't we just uh, launch a brand for ourselves? So that's how we started Fog and Tree in 2018. And uh, we bootstrapped it in 2019. We did a lot of product market fit exercises. We came out with two products in 2019, a fragrance and a beard conditioner. Um, and, and then in the end of 2019, we were accepted into an accelerator program called Canopy Boulder, uh, which we participated in from January until now, uh, really intensive accelerator program that has been amazing for our business and, um, has helped to accelerate our growth really well. So now we're just focused on building the brand, uh, at, during a recession, right? Yeah. It's always interesting. <laughs> so I know that you, were you involved with the alcohol industry before? Because we had talked a little bit about what you thought were some of the um, comparables and what you see as differences. Just, yeah, you know. yeah I, was, I started out in the alcohol industry and then made the transition over to cannabis um, in 2015. So uh, it seemed like um, a good fit for me just because, you know, alcohol is obviously has a lot of regulations when it comes to designing packaging and labels for alcohol. And so cannabis uh, followed suit with that. 
Um, the cannabis regulations are a little bit more turbulent, so I'm definitely used to um, working in a business that is um, not always predictable. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good skill set to have, especially it, it, in these times. Yeah, I mean, it's made me pretty resilient. So, which we all have to be. So, I just I remember we were talking about your your son is four. How old is he? Mm. Yeah. Yes, my son is four. And we're talking about the um, the idea of playgroups. Like when mummies find out oh that God. you drink, you know, I basically yeah. grew up in the era where we're allowed to like drink. Everyone drank. We were told to drink if you want to survive. So, right. have you found any difference with the cannabis versus alcohol now that you're in a new industry? Yeah. Well, I have to say, I think all of us are going to come out of this pandemic a bit of alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> saying it's going to be like a dry June or something. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's interesting. Like, there's still very much a stigma around cannabis. And so I would, um, when I was working in alcohol, I would go to mommy playgroups and say, oh, you know, I work at, at a winery. And they would say, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. You have to come over and bring over some wine and, and we'll have a play date. Um but with cannabis, now I tell people, oh, yeah, I'm in, I'm in cannabis, and they, and they turn and run the other way. So oh, Seriously, really? Yeah, yeah. The mom, there's still a very big stigma, particularly amongst moms, young moms. You know, I think um, millennial moms are, are probably a little bit more accepting, but once mm -hmm. you start getting, you know, 40-year-olds, right, like it's still yeah. sort of taboo. Well, that's what I, I, that's what I talk about all the time. So I'm 54. Um, it wasn't something even part of my, it wasn't even something I could consider being part of a mummy group. But now I read, you know, I talk to a lot of young moms and that's one of the things that this is how they interact. This is like they're normal and their kids are um, adjusted to it in a way that it's just a normal thing that happens, you know, like mummy drinking, yeah. mummy yeah. drinking an edible or whatever it is. It's just, it's, it's normalized. So I, I do meet women who are shifting in. So I figure it'd be fast out there on the West Coast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, no, we, there's definitely still that stigma there. I mean, even on the West Coast, I actually felt like Colorado was more progressive than California, which is interesting when we were out there. Um, you know, my friends are pretty open. You know, I'm me and my mom friends. You know, they're all wine drinkers, and I'm pretty much the only you know weed smoker. But they're coming to me asking me questions about CBD. And now I have another friend asking me for a friend. You know, everyone wants to know more about weed and edibles and different ways to take it in, you know, without smoking. You know, it's, it's just opened up the conversation, especially since I'm doing the podcast now. Oh, so absolutely. I, and Amy, you know, Amy were, you ever, were you ever ostracized from mommy groups? Never. Come on. <laughs> would, I, would I tolerate that from anyone? I mean, you have to either love me. You know, you have to love me. Or not, you know, what can I do? I'm, I'm a pot-smoking yeah. mom, and that's that. And I will say, it was my mommy group friends who, like, those are the only people I consume with. Like, it would be, like, far away from the children at a beach house on the three oh, days that we got to leave our children. Like, that oh, was yeah. the only time. Like, trying to find it from somebody who had it, who knew a kid, yeah. who might know a kid. Yeah, I oh. wasn't in that. But now I know how to find it. Yeah. All right. But now it's a business. So let's talk about because you are in the business and you are an entrepreneur in this business and you're working in this world in a very interesting way. So first, can you just talk about the, the, the taxation and the municipal issues and just some of the issues that people don't recognize when they hear these giant numbers of what the sales are and why yeah. it is so hard to make it in this industry? It's, I mean, now another layer has been added, but just sort of explain the kind of basic foundation of that. 
Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I can I can come at it from both cannabis and from CBD since I've played in both realms. Um, with cannabis, it's very much... Um, sorry, I think that was my alert. Um, with cannabis, it's very much... Um, Overregulated, right? So it's a huge barrier to entry to get into the industry. It's you know hundreds of thousands, if not a million dollars, just to get the permits. Mm-hmm. Um, it you can only sell in dispensaries in California. It's taxed, I think, at like forty-five percent. And I have to say that seventy percent of the municipalities in California still don't allow um, weed dispensaries. All right, can we go back to that statistic? Because I find that shocking because we are in Massachusetts, obviously, the Puritan state of America. And when it did pass, you know, um, people were very scared and there were a lot of moratoriums. But now it appears that the communities are all kind of getting they're getting together and they kind of are understanding it. And we're much smaller than California. But like what happened in California? You know, when the regulations passed, that was part of the stipulation. It's a fairly high demand. I mean, California has a population of Canada. Right. So it's a huge state. It's a huge opportunity. There's a ton more growth that is going to happen in the industry mm-hmm. um, once it opens up. Right. But, you know, I find it really interesting what's going on right now with the pandemic and how cannabis businesses are, um, it, at least in California, being deemed essential. I love that. Isn't that amazing? I just, I mean, yeah. I, I used to say like, you know, like um, same-sex marriage was a big shift. It was pretty quick once people knew others who were same-sex marriage people. You know, and, but cannabis has changed so radically to go from like you have to go to jail to it's essential in 18 months. Like, what is that? But then on the flip side, it's like, OK, if you're going to deem a business essential, but you're not going to allow it to bank. Exactly. Which is the essential function to running a business. Well, I think you- now we have as a lawyer, I think that it's, you know, we have a stronger argument now once things get sort of calmed down and the banks can sort of advocate for themselves to like be part of this industry because they want to make money too. This is the one thing we can actually kind of rebuild our country on, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I think if we wanted to take ourselves out of this recession right now, all they had to do was legalize marijuana. Like literally, that would pull us out of a recession in a second. I mean, what do I always say? I say we need a cabinet position. We need a cabinet position for cannabis. (laughs) I know. Shout it from the you know, with the yeah. methadone, it's crazy. It can save the world. It could save yeah. our economy. That's for sure. I do too. All right, so let's go back to California. So let's it's, it's 70 municipalities won't let it, even though it could help our economy. It's very yeah. expensive. Um, what other issues are going on with bank. it? You can't bank. So banking you is bank. you know, not allowed, which is interesting. Um, and then, you know, even now with all these economic uh, loans that the SBA is giving out, cannabis businesses do not qualify for the economic disaster loans. So, um, yeah, they, they have to operate off cash, and cash is king. Um, you know, investors, there was a downturn last year, uh, and there was definitely a decline in stock prices for, uh, you know, cannabis. The, the stocks were obviously overinflated, and it was yes. bound to happen anyway. But um, now I think that they see that it's a recession-proof industry. There's been a ton of sales. They're deemed essential businesses. It's just sort of solidified that cannabis is a good investment long-term. I like to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So we talked a little about your businesses. Let's actually, who is Patrick Rhea? 
And what is the accelerator and how did you get connected and what opportunities is this giving you as a woman, one of the finalists? So Patrick Rhea, he is the owner of Canopy Boulder. And um, we applied for Canopy last year. Canopy Boulder is an accelerator for cannabis ancillary businesses as well as CBD. They don't do anything plant touching. And um, so we applied for the program. Uh, there were 300 applicants and 10 companies made it through. Uh, of the 10 companies, three of them were women-led. So I, I thought that was really great of Canopy Boulder to be investing in female founders. You know, females only get 3% of the investment capital globally. So uh, it's, it's definitely difficult for us to raise funds. Uh, we do it we do fundraising a little bit differently than men do, I've noticed. It's just the way we talk, the way we network, um, the way we answer questions. Uh, it's just a little bit different. So um, learning to navigate that through the program, and that's been very helpful. So how do, why do you think you are selected? What do you think makes you and your product unique? Well, uh, you know, we create plant-based personal care products infused with cannabis terpenes. Uh, and other cannabinoids where uh, it makes sense. So our beard conditioner has CBD in it. And um, millennials really want uh, CBD products in the hair care and skincare category. And there's just not a lot of them out there right now. Um, and along with there not being that many options, there's also not a lot of distribution when it comes to CBD because CBD is still a little bit on the taboo side, just like cannabis. And a lot of the larger players haven't entered the game yet because um, they can't, right? Because of the banking issue. Again, CBD right. companies can't really bank either. We have to have a high-risk credit card processor. We have to do a lot of risk reduction um, things with our business. So um, we're, you know, we're creating products for the millennial consumer that want it, that want CBD, that want all-natural products, and they want innovative product formats instead of, you know, another tincture and topical. We're trying to give them something um, like a beard conditioner, which, uh, you know, CBD is really great for the hair and the and the face and the skin, along with the other plant-based products that we're um, formulating with. We're launching... Actually, can I talk about that? What, how yeah. did talk about, like, how you did that. So, these are... It's a infusion. So, the cannabis terpenes are infused, and you worked with a master perfumer? How did... How does this actually... I don't know anything about this. Nothing. Sure. And when I mentioned this to Amy, when I'm like, oh, there's a can of, and Amy always smells like pot, just so we know. Yes. <laughs> when, I mentioned, when, I, when I mentioned this to her, she was like, what is that? Like, she couldn't, yeah. so, but yeah. you explained it in a different way. So like yeah. for my people who are listening, you don't smell like what you think cannabis smells like. This is a different experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so yes, and you're correct in the intro of the show. So most plants only contain a handful of terpenes, and terpenes are basically the essential oils that give plants their smell. So if you think of, like, peppermint oil, um, you know, tea tree oil, lemon uh, essential oils, right? So they all give you different effects. Right. Um, lavender to help you sleep, right? Peppermint to perk you up. So, um the cannabis plant, it's really interesting because they want a single plant contains over 140 different terpene compounds. So it's, it's very much like broad spectrum aromatherapy. That's why cannabis is so stinky, right? I mean, it's, I think it smells good. I but, love, it. Uh, love it. Yeah. It, it's, it's a terpene powerhouse. And so um, we work with a master perfumer on the East Coast who also sits on our board of advisors to uh, 
create our base blends and our base blends are experiential and they uh, transport you to a time and place in California. So our current fragrance makes you smell like you're hiking in the redwoods of Northern California. And um, our new fragrance called Feminized, which is going to be in a CBD hair mask that we're dropping for Mother's Day that's on pre-order now. Ooh, uh, that sounds nice. I yeah. Like <laughs> it, it's, um, it, it, the smell is like a California road trip. So it's got citrus, roses, eucalyptus, a little bit of ag, and then just a touch of that sticky icky, right? <laughs> um, and, and we introduced the cannabis terpenes during the compounding phase so that you don't walk around smelling like weed, but you right. still get the olfactory benefits of the cannabis plant. And we've actually done trials side by side with um, the base blends without the cannabis and then the base blends with the cannabis and the ones with the cannabis are truly magical. Wow. Like something happens with those terpenes. Uh-oh. Um, you've just never smelled it before, you know? I love that so much. Okay, so I we have to wait to smell it. I need to get it. <laughs> and it's, so Mother's Day, we'll have to talk about this more totally. offline, but that's like our bong for mom thing. We can maybe do something. Oh, yeah. We could yeah. do like a, yeah. like a double uh, giveaway or something. Something. I know. All right. So yeah. these terpenes, so again, they do not smell like pot. They smell like beautiful experiences that you have in your life. And the idea, we were talking, I talked about how my daughter is really a West Coast girl. Yeah. Now that she's she's back home, but. Last night she was in our porch and she had the heat up to like 77 and I thought I was going to oh suffocate God. and she's like, this is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I froze in Boulder. I'm not lying. Like I am not made for the cold weather and I, I have, I couldn't wait to get back to warm California. I mean, it's, it's a different kind of cold, you know? Yeah. You either, you either live it or you don't. I'm a New Englander. I think it's very odd. I like to sit on my porch and have the windows open and look out at the starry night. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and my daughter watched it like a sun room, and I couldn't even sit in with her last night. I was too hot. I was like, I'm always hot. I'm like, I'm sweating. I can't. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, let's see. So we talked about your products and your um. So the beard and the hair and the Mother's Day thing. And so what? How are you thinking of this in the future? Like, so those are obvious. Those are obviously choices. What other things do you think are coming down the the line? Yeah, so, I mean, this year, obviously, it's a little disruptive. But, you know, our strategy this year, we had a lot of trade shows. Those all got canceled. Um, a lot of our wholesalers aren't uh, open, right? Okay. A lot of boutiques, hair salons, stuff like that. So, Oh, the hair um, salons, that's right. Oh, yeah, the hair salons. So we are in Sac Salon in New York right now um, with our beard conditioner, our fragrance, and we're they want to put the CBD hair mask on their menu so they can do, like, CBD hair treatments. But... Um, you know, it's all good stuff and it's all moving in the right direction. It's just sort of on pause right now. So currently we're focused on our direct to consumer campaigns, uh, okay. to get the word out, just build our tribe, you know, on social and, and get us too. We're all there. We're all building yeah. our tribes, building our tribe, building our tribes. <laughs> That's all the right. one thing women are really good at. Right. And I do talk about how, like, you know, I, so yesterday I had a little negotiation session and Dave and Amy got to sit on it. And I used to be a divorce attorney. So I'm a trained, I'm a trained fighter. That's what I do. Yep. And uh, Dave's like, I want you on my team. I'm like, you are on my team, Dave. You are. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was a divorce attorney, you know, I would ask for things, you know, kindness, generosity. They were always my sort of baseline. And I ended up being fired for my divorce work. So I really wasn't that good at it. <laughs> but those skills that I, I possess were not valued. So I like the idea that collaboration, kindness, you know, and I say this, yeah, I've been saying this for two days. I heard on the radio yesterday, and it sounds like a joke, but it's not. It was it was a rabbi, a Muslim cleric, and a priest. 
<laughs> and they were talking about how this is a time for us to have a reconsideration of our values. Agreed. So, you know, and it's and it's um, really changed the tone of our marketing. You know, uh, prior to the event, I'll call it. Uh, our marketing was really focused on, you know, being a California lifestyle brand and um, owning that lifestyle and, and advertising that. But now in these times, it seems a little frivolous, right? Mm -hmm. So it's definitely changing our tone from, you know, marketing perspective. We, we value our wholesale businesses a lot. I mean, they're the backbone, right? So mm -hmm. when their doors are shut, like that hurts. And it hurts us, it hurts everyone, it hurts the country. So um, we're, we're trying to support our wholesalers and our small businesses. We're trying to um, create products that make people feel good. Mm -hmm. right? Exactly. And, yes. Um, feel good about using them. They're all natural. They don't have that guilt. It's all about self-care right now. I mean, people are trapped at home. Uh, my husband and I are going to film a little video on how to use the CBD beer or uh, CBD hair mask. Oh, so perfect! Self care on my husband, which I feel like everyone is cool. doing right now. Uh, <laughs> you know, just fun stuff like that, like lighten it up, right? Like we can't. Right, totally. Enough time. So everybody said, "All right." So I know that we're sort of in a moment of hold, but are you fundraising at this time? What are you doing with your um, the forward movement of your business? Yeah. So if anyone is interested in getting a hold of me for anything. Um, and and our apps, we'll be able to contact information in our notes, but okay, yes? Yeah, yeah. You can uh, look at the podcast and check out mm -hmm. my contact information and you can reach out to me that way. So, okay. uh, and happy to answer anybody's questions about fundraising too, because it's hard mm -hmm. and uh, and I've gotten some good training on it. So if any women out there are, you know, just have questions about it. Hey, that's your choice. You have questions. Uh, I do. <laughs> I'm Liz, actually, this, can you say, say the name of your company one more time and then we're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to talk about our at Bong for Mom campaign. And then we're going to be back. A few more questions. I'm talking with Amy. And I know, and that's a show. So, um, uh, yeah, you said again. Yeah, Fog and Tree, uh, mm -hmm. because Humboldt County is known for its fog and big trees. Okay. Um, and our website is fogandtree.com. And how would they reach you most? Liz at, at fogandtree.com. And our Instagram handle is um, fogandtree fragrance. Okay, perfect. So All right. So follow let's... on Insta. We, we love follows. <laughs> yeah. All right. So a quick break and then we'll be right back. Hey, Aim. Guess what? We have something big coming up. I know this is very exciting and I can't wait because it's something that it's hopeful. It's happy and it's exciting, right? Absolutely. Okay, kids, everyone who's listening, we are starting a new campaign here at the Canna Mom Show. This is a campaign for attention because there are so many great stories out there. We want you to hear them all. And this is what we're doing to help have them heard. Mm -hmm. Because do you believe that cannabis has the potential to transform the world and our love, justice, goodness, and hope, the words that warm your heart? Then you are going to love our campaign, A Bong for mom yay! <laughs> for the next six weeks amy and i and all of our friends all of our cannabis mom show ambassadors will be focused on educating and entertaining people about cannabis by building our audience and getting their stories out into the world here's how they're helping and how you can help too the cannabis mom show is creating a home for all the stories that need to be told because that is what moms do and our founding guest and friend of the show, we're gonna help us find more people to hear their stories and they're gonna help more people know us too. Mm -hmm. And this is what we're doing, Aim. Do you know what we're doing? I think I know what we're doing. Okay, what's today? <laughs> what's today? Today is March 19th and 
the significance is it's it is my mother's 85th birthday that's great and my mother's now in lockdown but we are going to go mm. bring our ice cream later but we are launching this a bong for mom campaign hashtag a bong for mom or bong for mom yep got that both both <laughs> and our goal is going to reach 5,000 listeners for the Canon Mom show by May 10th which is Mother's, Mother's Day. Day yay <laughs> and doesn't mom need a bong for mom <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the way this is going to work is over the next six weeks, they're going to be hearing a lot from us. Our mm-hmm. ambassadors are going to be pushing out their show on their social networks, mm-hmm. and I'm going to make it a little bit of a competition. Mm-hmm. So the show that gets the most downloads are going to get a gift on my birthday, mm-hmm. May 11th. The Canon Mom Show with the most episodes, downloads, will get a gift from me, the bong quilt. And this is something to be seen when it took her she was like a maniac with the quilting (laughs) i was very stressed she was stressed (laughs) and she put all of her energy into creating and what better thing to create than a a quilt with a beautiful black velvet bong on it it's pretty gorgeous so you can see it (laughs) it's really nice up on our facebook page it's up on my linkedin she's amazing uh picture so (laughs) from our podcast Perch, we can see that the wide and far of this industry, and we understand that the transformations are to come. Yes. And Amy and I, well, we love talking about cannabis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we like meeting all the hardworking women in this business, and we love that this is an emerging industry, and we believe all those stories need to be heard. Totally. So, starting today, March 19th, yes, um, with this episode that we are releasing today about Get to Know Your Host, we are going to be talking about the bong quilt get to know all the shows and it's going to be great and i hope that you will join us because you know when all of this crazy is over cannabis is still going to be there that's right it'll be there for you it'll be there for you so thank totally. you and remember to focus <laughs> on the Cannon mom show and follow the hashtag a bong for mom and bong for mom bong bong <laughs> All right, we're back and uh, a couple more minutes with our amazing guest, Liz from Fog and Tree out in Humboldt County in California. Is it sunny? Uh, it is. Uh, it's a little foggy today. There, all right, foggy, just like her product. Okay. Uh, so I know one of the exciting things that was coming up for you and everybody in this entrepreneur has to learn how to pitch. I've been learning how to pitch. Um, you were supposed to be part of an entrepreneur elevator pitch show. So just... For anyone who doesn't know what that is, explain what it is and just what you think is going to be happening with that in the future and how they can, people can find out more. I guess. Sure, sure. So Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch Show is put on by um, entrepreneur.com and it's a YouTube um, show, 50 million viewers. It's similar to Shark Tank, but you actually physically have to write up in an elevator and you have 60 seconds to pitch. Um, and then they can choose whether or not to open the doors and let you uh, negotiate with the sharks for a deal or they send you back down. So it's actually a really funny show to watch. I mean, some people make it, some people don't. Some pitches are terrible. Um, That's you know. cool. I love it. So yeah. how did you get selected for this? Uh, so I won a pitch contest um, last year at the New West Summit. Um, it was put on through LeafWire, the pitch slam. Mm-hmm. I won it. So it was, uh, Yay! Great. Yeah. You're like like Asia Atwood. You know Asia out here on the West East Coast. She did a pitch thing and won it too. So we're we're going to interview everyone who's won a pitch contest. Maybe that's our goal. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so yeah. So that was a prize. I get a pitch again. You know, it's like great. So I won a pie eating contest. I get a pie. 
<laughs> and, <laughs> the world is upside down and backwards. It makes sense, sort of. Totally. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so we were supposed to film uh, April 20th and it got pushed because of this, obviously, mm, recession. So um, mm-hmm. it, it'll, but it'll happen this fall and, uh, and I'll hit you up once it's available to watch. So do you still walk around in, in your shower pitch the show? Do you, do you keep it fresh in your head so you can pitch it at any moment? Well, that's the thing. At Canopy Boulder, they make us pitch like two or three times a week. Okay. And it's like a two-minute pitch, a five-minute pitch, a one-minute pitch. But, you know, so we're like constantly pitching. Um, it's just kind of a thing. I think it's the best way to do it because at some point it becomes like a muscle memory, right? Yeah. 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 It's just it's, it's what, what you say to people. It's like you can be like doing something else and your brain is like, this is what I say to everyone. And, and you're yeah. consistent. But it's yeah. important to be consistent. And, and it constantly changes. You know, I mean, I, I rewrite my pitch deck probably two or three times a week. So it's it's just constantly evolving depending on, you know, the audience and all that kind of stuff. So it's a um, whole skill set itself. All right. So, Liz, let's Amy's going to do a little bit of her section called um, it's the news, the news today. The news. Cannabis <laughs> news of Corona. Coronavirus <laughs> cannabis news. I know. <laughs> oh, no. Here's yeah. some crazy news. Uh, two employees at NETA tested oh, positive. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, NETA is um, a no. recreational and medicinal dispensary out here in Massachusetts. That's very, very, very popular. I know. Very popular. Mm-hmm. You know? Did they? Yeah. I didn't hear. I didn't actually read the story. I just saw it at the headline, but yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, yeah. T- they're looking into allegations, but it look, you know they're working on top of each other. Do you know what I mean? There's really no regulations right now. Have you heard anything out in California? Is that part of the industry talk about what's going on in dispensaries, Liz? Um, no, no, I haven't heard anything as far as um, anybody contracting the corona from a dispensary. I do know that you know dispensaries. I mean, they're working hard to try to make sure it's all healthy. They're they're all doing curbside pickup, right? Yep. Yep. But, I know, but behind the scenes, they're working side by side, you know, small locker rooms, crowded, you know, yeah. it's, and it's hard to, I mean, how do you do the six feet, you know, when you work in close quarters? So that's pretty scary. Yeah. I mean, we've been to uh, the, the last Monday, my mother was allowed to leave. When was that? Monday, the third, uh, Friday, Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th was a Friday. So it was the Monday before the Friday the 13th. Amy and I took my mom on a tour of this uh, cultivation center. In Massachusetts, Calm Can, and my mom is 85 and not really a cannabis person, but we got to see the whole place. But I was thinking those grow rooms, I mean, those are live, those are plants. Like they have to be taken care of. They're, yeah, yeah, they need people in those rooms to care for them. I'm just curious how this is going to, and the, yeah, even the, it's, we walked into the room where they were like, you know, taking, um, cleaning up the leaves and dry. I mean, they're all, these are all manual labor. Human beings have to do all these jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, even the gas station attendants, right? I mean, it's everybody. Yeah. It's everybody that still has to work right now because you know they can't shut the country down completely. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Yeah. Next. yeah. Anything happy? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was. I wanted to bring up, like, what do you think about smoking and the coronavirus? Because I've been reading a lot of articles. You know, should you be doing it? Should you be staying away from it? I mean, I'm still smoking. And I'm hoping that it helps my, I hope it helps my lungs. That's what I'm, I'm hoping for. Is it a pipe dream? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, the only thing I have, you know, like, so it's a, it's an inflation, you know, inflation, inflammation, inflammation. Right. It's always part of the institution. Right. 
Um, well, you know, and, and aside from that, right, I'm, you know, I was only half joking about everybody coming out as alcoholics after this thing, but, wow. you know, there are, there are ways that people have to cope right now, right? And so pick yeah. your poison. Pick your poison, really. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, I just read in New York, they're not making a legal weed. They really should. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, that don't get that. Need it. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I mean, why put it off? They need the money. Why not? Why not put it in the budget? I, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. You know, Cuomo, he's so, uh, you know, hip with his nipple rings, you know, <laughs> come on. I'm sure he smokes. Come on. <laughs> I don't know, but again, again, you know, like we talk about this in a very serious way. There's a huge stigma out there because there's been so much misinformation, right? Know, Obviously, we live in a 100 years of misinformation, and we're coming out of this, and I am not a hippy-dippy person. You know, I talk about I have no mind-body connection. I took the bar pregnant. I can disconnect at any moment. Oh, that's nice. But I have been listening, you know, but cannabis is helping me kind of integrate. I get that. It works for me that way. And I was listening to this podcast that I like. It's called um, Casually Baked out in California. I don't know if you've heard of her. And yeah. she was interviewing this woman who has, um, uh, she's a corporate person, but now she's in cannabis and she's talking about breathing. I mean, she's just talking about like mother earth. She's just talking about things that I don't normally talk about, but I'm like, yeah, we all breathe. We can all breathe together. Like that is actually, it, it seems ridiculous at some level, but I'm like, yeah, just breathe. Let's just breathe together. We can take care of stuff together. We can try to be normal together. Like this is our planet. Like it is literally a miracle that any of us survive. We're on a planet in the middle of the universe, you know? And, yeah. and we pretend like people are so important that in Texas, you can't get an abortion. But once they arrive in this world, we don't take care of them. So I think it's like Mother Earth is like crying. She's like, stop. You're being absurd. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But and that I is not, but that again, again, that is my newfound cannabis awakening belief normally right. i would think all oh, this is absurd and there's still right. plenty of people who think that what their their perspective on the world is the perspective that is true and that is such a hard thing to break and i say that all the time it's hard to change people's beliefs about cannabis until they see it well and we also have to remember that we're on either coast right yeah yeah we're very progressive places yeah i mean there's a whole middle of the country that still believes that it's the devil's lettuce <laughs> right so um you know the younger generation is coming up they're realizing plant-based medicine makes more sense than things like opioids and alcohol and stuff but um but for the older generation it's still a hard sell and there's a lot of lobbyists in the alcohol and pharmacy oh yeah pharmacy you know there's a lot of money going into pockets to keep cannabis illegal because so, it could take a lot of businesses out, you know. So again, I think when we reemerge from this as a co you know butterflies from a cocoon or whatever we want, <laughs> butterfly wings. I'm all into the butterfly wings this week. Yeah. Um, you know, these small changes are going to change the direction of our country because they have to. And that's my political activist moment today. <laughs> so, Liz, um, Amy, I have another question because I think it's about time to round up. No, I'm good. We're good. All right. So thank you, Liz, so much for joining us. I hope you have a wonderful day out there. Is this a good way to start it? Yes, this is a great way to start my day. I'm going to go for a hike. I'm going to, you know, smell try like to the get wood. Work with the four-year-old running around. But yeah, you can do what you do. You know so. what? They're only four for so long. And whatever. Yeah, just be with them. Hard to, it's hard to talk to him about it right now, right? Like, like what do you say? 
No, you get to live it. You get to live in his world. That's the beauty of it. You get to live in his crazy little four-year-old world if you let yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So today, thank you so much for my amazing guest, Liz Cost of Fog and Tree. We have your contact information if you want to reach her. She's out there willing to talk to you. I want to thank my Canada sister, Amy Searles, who I actually saw through the glass window yesterday. So it was nice <laughs> to see her. We <laughs> glass. <laughs> I want to thank Josh Lampkin for writing and performing the Cannabom theme music, our business team, Kelly Dolan and Laurie Lennon, our attorney, Kim Kramer, and most especially, I want to thank you for taking time today to listen to the Cannabom Show, where we are talking about how we are integrating cannabis into our lives, and we are changing the narrative around cannabis and caregiving by empowering women-centric businesses, one canna story at a time. Aim? Yep, I'm Amy Searles. Please follow us on social media at The Cannamom Show on Instagram and Facebook and our website, thecannamomshow.com. And subscribe anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. We are there. We are there. So I am Joyce Gerber. This is The Cannamom Show, and we are a production of Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, host of Casually Baked the Podcast. If you're curious to explore the highly responsible side of cannabis, farming, and legalization, I'm here to help lighten the stigma and build your canna confidence. Download episodes now of Casually Baked the Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And journey with me through the evolving cannabis culture and discover how and why people like you are adding cannabis to their wellness toolkit. It's time to get casually baked.